The Believer's Walk of Faith is paid for by Bill Winston Ministries partners and viewers. Look what it says in Matthew's Gospel, chapter 28. If you're there, somebody say praise the Lord for me. All right, look what it said in verse 16. Then the 11 disciples went away into Galilee, unto the mountain, where Jesus had ap appointed them. And when they saw him, they worshiped him. But some doubted. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, What? All power, come on, is given unto me, where? In heaven and in earth. All right, stay right there. All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. So this name, when you speak this name, all powers in this name, Jesus gave us that name as a substitute for him. In other words, when we call his name with a believing heart, he is in his name. And he, because he's alive, he's doing the same thing today that he did then. But because of his resurrection, he's got to do it through his name. Do you hear what I'm saying? And if you look, come on over to Acts, if you will, at Acts chapter uh, 9. All right, now this is when Jesus had, um, Paul was on the Damascus road. And here, as they journeyed, verse 3, as they journeyed, he came to Damascus, and suddenly there shone round about him a light from heaven. And he fell to the earth and heard a voice um, saying unto him, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? And he said, How art th uh, who art thou, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus, whom you're persecuting. It is hard for you to kick against a prick. Now, notice what he did. Now, this is after Jesus had been raised from the dead. But notice what he said, I am Jesus. Now, who was Paul persecuting in, in the natural here? Who was he persecuting? The church. He was persecuting people. But who did Jesus say it was? He said it was him. You see what they were doing? They were carrying him. Now, I need you to see this because when you go on down here, look what it says here in verse um, 13. Then Ananias answered the Lord. God told Ananias to go lay hands on Paul, and Ananias said, hey, I ain't going to lay hands on that man. That's a terrorist out there. But he said, no, no, listen, Ananias. He, and Ananias says, I have heard by many that this man, how much evil he has done to the saints at Jerusalem. And here he has authority from the chief priest to bind all that come that call upon thy name. But the Lord said unto him, Go thy way, for he is a what? Chosen vessel unto me to do what now? To bear my name before the Gentiles. So I'm telling you, once you get born again, you now get to bear Jesus' name. There's all power behind that name. And again, notice why they were persecuted. He said in verse 14, here he has authority from the chief priest to bind all that what? Call on thy name. So that name was feared by the priest at that time. And because they had a lot of political influence, Herod 
of course, you know, and piloting them, they kind of played, went along with them, kind of keeping everybody, uh, they, they didn't want any attention to be drawn to their governorship by Caesar. So they kept everybody cool. And because they really didn't want to arrest Jesus, you know, like they said, you know, when they were trying to say, well, what has the man done? You know, and, but what was happening is they didn't want that name. They didn't want that name because one, Satan was trying to rob the church of the power of that name. So if he could have gotten the church from using that name or stopped them from teaching that name or passing that name down as a legacy, then they would have lost faith in that name. And if they lost faith in that name and believing on the name, then the name wouldn't work. They could use it, but it won't work because they had no faith in it. Say amen to this. Now, when you have faith in something, and I have faith in something, if, if I have faith, I release my faith in it. In other words, if I'm going to cast out a devil in the name of Jesus, um, well, let's, let's look at an example of that. Come on over to um, Acts chapter 16. Look what it says in Acts chapter 16, verse 16. And it came to pass as we went to prayer. This is Paul and his, his, uh, his, his uh, uh, missionary uh, group. A certain damsel possessed with a spirit of divination met us, which brought her masters much gain by what? Soothsaying, so working fortune telling. The same followed Paul and us and cried, saying, These men are the servants of the Most High God, which show us unto us the way of salvation. And this did she many days. But Paul, being grieved, turned and said to the Spirit. Now, who did Paul talk to? Okay. Why didn't he talk to the lady? Well, who was he trying to cast out? Who was going to cast out? You don't cast out the Spirit. Why talk to the lady if you're going to cast out the Spirit? Am I right about it? And so he wasn't talking to her. He was talking to the demon that was driving her. Okay? He said to the Spirit. Now, once he spoke to the Spirit, he said, I command thee in the name of who? Jesus Christ to what? Come out of her. And what did he do? Notice it didn't say immediately. What did it say? It said what? The same hour. Now, when Paul released that name, he released it how? In faith. Hey, hey the devil got to go. Because when he released it in faith, he released Jesus. Are you following what I'm saying? And he's, Jesus said, hey, whatsoever you ask in my name, meaning d demand or, or command in my name, that will I do. See, Jesus is not dead. He's alive. And he said, where two or three are gathered together, come on, in my name, I'm right there in the midst of them. So that means he's in here, and if you got two folk in your house, he's in there. He's not far away because there's no distance in the spirit, folks. Folks, when you leave this earth and transition, if Jesus tarries, then when you step out of this body, you just step out. 
You just step into another dimension. Say amen to this. So I'm just letting you know that it's faith in that name. See, you got to have faith in that name because to, for God to do anything and move on your behalf, you have to apply faith to it. But you got to know that when you speak that name, something about to happen. Are you following what I'm saying? So he didn't have to chase the woman around town to see what was going to happen to her. He just spoke that name. But that name had all power. And it will set that woman free of a spirit that she didn't come to him and ask deliverance from. Say amen to that. All right, turn to Philippians, please, in Philippians chapter 2, verse 5. Let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of what? No reputation, but took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. And being found and fashioned as a man, he humbled himself and became, became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore, God has what? Come on, say it, say it again. Highly exalted him and given him a name, come on, which is above every name. That what? At the name of Jesus. At the name of Jesus, what's going to happen? Every knee shall bow. And then he specified it of things where? In heaven, keep going. In the earth and where else? Under the earth. Every demon must bow. If you believe on the name and release that name in faith, every demon must bow. Now, this is what was taught to the church. Now, why was that so dangerous? Because demons were sent to enforce Satan's dominion in this earth, in this world system. Demons were enforcing it. They were the ones talking to people. They're the ones occupying people in certain political positions. They're the ones influencing thinking of people to make them do adultery on their marriages and so forth. Demons were doing that. They were running the world system. But you came into the earth with a name that when you release that name, the demons got to dispossess their victims. They, they got to get up and get out. Are you following what I'm saying? Plus, does the miracle working power God goes forth, see? Because that name just introduces the supernatural, see? And you and I came from a supernatural realm. We were not born again of the earth. We were born again from heaven. We were born, uh, the Bible says, in born again, we were born from above. We were born from a supernatural dimension. Our spirit loves it. Our spirit loves, I mean, even now, even born again, you, you have no idea uh, in your natural mind how much power is in your mind or soul and how much power is in your spirit. See, see it, you, you have no idea. It, just a glimpse of how much power you got is when Peter saw Jesus walking on the water and he said, if that be you, tell me to walk too. And he got, got outside the boat and said, come. And he got out there and started walking on the water. Now, listen to what I'm saying. I'm saying Jesus was demonstrating constantly the power that we have through his name to subdue this entire earth. Are you following what I'm saying? Now, let's go back over to John, uh, Mark chapter 5, please. Mark chapter 5. Now, look, this is when they came to the other side 
And they came over the other side of the sea into the country of the Gadarenes. And when he was come out of the ship, immediately there met him out of the, out of the tombs a man with an unclean spirit who had his dwelling among the tombs, and no man could bind him, no, not with chains, because that he had been often bound with chains, uh, bound with fetters and chains, and the chains had been plucked asunder by him, and the fetters broken in pieces, neither could any man bind him. All right, now, I, I want you to see this. Because nobody could bind this man. This man would actually break chains. Now, I'm telling you how much power is available in your soul. And the enemy has a way of tapping into that because without a human, he can't do anything. You got what I'm saying? And I'm saying, or Lester Summerall tells a story of how this little old girl, about five feet, two inches high, these three big men, she was throwing them all over the room. Now, now don't get scared. Now, I mean, this, this is not... I'm just saying these people were trying to hold her or take her somewhere or something, and then he came in with the name of Jesus. Say amen to that. And everything had to bow. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, the first thing a devil will do is try to hide. He'll try to act like he's not there. That is so stupid. But anyway, so, so anyway, now, now, watch this now. In verse 5, and always night and day he was in the mountains, in the tombs, crying and cutting himself with stones. So the demons had taken possession of this man, and they considered his body their property. They considered ownership over this man's life. All right? But when he saw Jesus afar off, he ran and worshipped him and cried with a loud voice, saying, What have we to do with thee, Jesus, thou son of the Most High God? I adjure thee by God that thou torment me not. Now, there could be looked at two ways. Now, I'm going to just give you two ways that I, I see that. One is he came and worshipped him. That worshipping him was the side of this man that was still capable of, of dealing with reality. And it was just a glimpse of it. But the moment he did it, the demons took over again and began to talk through this man. Are, are you following what I'm saying here? And, and so now he's uh, confronting Jesus that Jesus torment him not. And he said unto him, Come out of the man, thou unclean spirit. And he asked him, What is thy name? And he answered and said, My name is Legion, for we are many. Every name has to bow to the name of Jesus. So now, how much is a legion? I looked it up before I came here. It's a Roman army. It's bigger than, a little, bigger than our regiment. It's about 3,000 to 6,000 Roman soldiers in an army. That's how many it was. So my thinking is that this man had at least 3,000 to 6,000 demons loaded in it. But the revelation is, if you can get that much evil in you, how much good can you get in you of the Holy Ghost? So when he says be filled with the Holy Ghost, he means be almost possessed with him. I mean, have it so that God is more God in you than you in you. You know what I mean? Boy, that's a good feeling to have. Hallelujah. Now, verse 10, and he besought him much that he would not 
send him away out of that country. No, no. This is the jurisdiction piece here that, that I'm writing to my partners about right now. This is that jurisdiction. When, when, when an embassy is set up and, and it's set up and a U.S. embassy is set up overseas, then it's set up and they give them a portion of land. And on that land is U.S. soil. It is not considered a Italy's soil or African soil or Australian soil. It's not. That land is considered U.S. soil. So much the fact that they put a flag up there symbolizing that the U.S. flag flies over this property. Got it? Now, in that, somebody on the run can run in that embassy and the officials just can't come in there after them. They've got to get permission. And in that embassy, there are officials in there and the laws inside that compound are the laws of the country that that compound is from, not the laws of that nation. So in the jurisdiction, whatever's going on outside the gates doesn't have to go on inside the gates. Got it? So it could be poverty outside the gates, but inside they live in like home. Got it? So let's take it a step further. There could be a, a disease outside the gates, but it has no jurisdiction in the compound. You, you got what I'm saying now? See, it, it doesn't make any difference what it is. It might be plague outside the gate but it cannot come in the compound. Oh, Lord Jesus. Y'all with me? So it, it doesn't make a difference. Let me, let me show you an example. Put something right there. Turn to Joshua chapter 5. See, you, you, wherever you go, you take an embassy. It, it doesn't matter where you go. See, I, I'm, you, <clears throat> stop just thinking about a building now. You are the temple. You are the building. So wherever you go, the embassy is set up. See, all of this earth the devil thinks is his, but you're coming here to occupy. You're coming here to set up jurisdiction over the entire earth. And that stuff outside the gates, watch this, has no right inside the gate. So it has no right to live on you. See, that's why you can operate by the law of sowing and reaping, because God has a way of getting you your provision through what you sow. Don't look at outside the gate, because they out there barely getting Long Street down by Grumble Alley. But what you're in there doing is sowing and reaping, and yours is coming supernaturally from your kingdom which is heaven. Praise God. Are uh, you following what I'm saying? Now, this is, 
why the kingdom must be taught. And Jesus is the king. Matter of fact, he's king of who? Kings and what else? Lord of lords. See, Lord, he's ruler over everything. So everything got about to him and you represent him. You represent the most powerful government in the universe. In the 33 years that Jesus walked the earth, he healed the sick, he raised the dead, he preached the gospel to the poor, he set the captives free. Everything Jesus did on this earth, his name can still do. You have the legal right as a believer to use that name to carry out his will in the earth. When you use his name in faith, all things are possible. Whatever Jesus did in the natural, in his human self down here in this earth, his name will do. See, he went, but he left his name. In this new series by Dr. Bill Winston, you'll learn the life-changing power that comes from having faith in the name of Jesus. Satan is trying to separate us from the name, from faith in that name, because he knows the power of that name. Order Faith in the Name of Jesus today, and Dr. Winston will explain why the fullness of the Godhead is in the name of Jesus, why only God's people have the legal authority to use his name, why the name of Jesus brings miracles, and much more. The name is only a substitute for the one who had the name. In other words, when you release the name, he's still in his name. To order your copy of Faith in the Name of Jesus, simply write to Bill Winston Ministries, P.O. Box 947, Oak Park, Illinois 60303. By bank card at 1-800-711-9327 or online at www.billwinston.org. Far too often the church has used the name of Jesus as mere tradition, but all power is in the name of Jesus. For you to execute that power, you must first have faith in his name. Order this must-have series, Faith in the Name of Jesus, today. I'm Bill Walton. I'm the founder and CEO of Accelerated Wealth. I was raised uh, in a Christian family, and uh, I have, uh, I'm one of seven brothers. We were raised on a, a ranch, and uh, beautiful parents that uh, raised us, um, you know, to follow after, to follow after the Lord. When I graduated, I went to seminary, and um, when I finished seminary, I came out and had kind of an equal desire to do both, you know, in the pastoral world, but I had this, uh, this the same desire in the in the business. I, you know, I graduated from seminary, uh, but from that time I've always ran businesses as well. I've always done both, uh, between you know different pastoral work and different types and styles of companies. And there's just this idea in Christianity of, well, if you're quote unquote called into the ministry, that means you're going to be a pastor somewhere. And so, you know, that idea really kind of kept me 
always feeling somewhat odd about running companies as well as the pastoral uh, work that I was doing. And I went back and forth, this feeling of you know, guilt, am I chasing some type of financial thing? And really it was under uh, Dr. Winston's ministry uh, that I learned that it is not an either or, it's a both and, and we are to do that. We are to be kings and priests in the marketplace. And, and really that is what has helped the launch of Accelerated Wealth, our company. Uh, we were in the process of launching that uh, and in its infancy when we really met uh, Dr. Winston and his ministry and his uh, teaching on the revelation of royalty and that idea. I listened to that series over and over and over and over again. At that time, we had, um, between various investments that we had and investments in real estate and the different pieces that we had going on, we were you know, well over, we were well over a million in debt at that point. And um, I still remember the place I was standing, listening to Dr. Winston teach, and was ta talking about um, the aspects of your covenant right of being debt free. He had the whole congregation at that moment, and we were. I was listening to this. I wasn't there in Chicago. I was listening to the, the video afterwards, but I stood up right where I was at and I did the exact thing. I just, I, rem I started from that point on. Every time I thought about it, whatever was going on, just started thinking I'm debt free. Over the course, it wasn't very long. I want to say 18 months, uh, maybe, maybe a little bit less than that, maybe a little more. We were debt free. And our office and our home, our, this business, uh, we operate 100% debt free. From the time we started to listen to Dr. Winston's ministry, which was early on in our company to current, we have grown every year and every year by double digits uh, and high double digits on an annual basis. So we've now grown to 15 offices in seven different states and our footprint continues to grow. Dr. Winston's teachings, he is one of the, of uh, just a couple voices out there that clearly articulate the idea of ministry in the marketplace. Business leaders, our responsibility is to hear that and not just hear it, but begin to apply it to our lives, apply it to our businesses, because it is not the hearer of the word that gets the power to prosper. It is the doer, it's practically applying it. I love uh, Dr. Winston's, one of his favorite uh, sayings that I love to say over and over again, is we're not here to take sides, we're here to take over. That's the spirit of faith that we have to operate in. And there, there will be obstacles in any industry. You will have to answer it with faith. Doctors Bill and Veronica Winston are dedicated to seeing lives changed through the power of prayer. Our loving and highly trained prayer ministers are ready to pray and agree with you. We know that prayer can turn around any situation in your life. Contact us by phone at 1-877-543-9443 or submit your prayer request online at billwinston.org forward slash prayer. Follow us on Periscope and Facebook to join us for our regular live prayer sessions. We want to thank our partners who have made this prayer call center possible. Together, we are transforming lives throughout the world. If you are not a partner, 
we encourage you to pray about joining us in partnership and be a part of the wonderful work that God is doing through this ministry. We love you and look forward to praying and partnering with you. The mission of Bill Winston Ministries is to preach the gospel of the kingdom throughout the world. We invite you to become a partner and join Dr. Bill Winston as he trains believers how to live independent of this world system and have dominion over it. Thank you, Bill Winston Ministry partners and viewers for your continuous support of the Believer's Walk of Faith broadcast. 